0: What's up? I'm Brianna Ivy, and this is the Hear From a Student Podcast. Hi! How are you doing today? I'm good. That's good to hear. Thank you for taking some time out of your day to spend with me. Um, it's gonna be...
1: That's no problem Brianna. Don't do this. <laughs> I have to.
0: Yeah I know. It's gonna be super easy, super chill. I know that you know the answers to these questions right off the top of your dome. Right. So, (laughs) first question, what's your name? What did you study at Georgia Tech?
1: Great question, Brianna. I love that you started there. My name is Ayanna Lowry and I studied economics and international affairs at the prestigious Georgia Institute of Technology from the years 2017 to 2021. And along with my bachelor's, I also got um, a minor. I also have a minor in international business language and culture. My language of choice was French. And throughout my time at Georgia Tech, I served several student organizations, including but not limited to Georgia Tech Model United Nations. Georgia Tech, Infinite Harmony and Acapella Group. Um, The Student Advisory Board for the Ivan Allen College of Liberal Arts. And I was also a student ambassador for the Ivan Allen College of Liberal Arts as well. All of those things I did pour my heart into and I finally got out May, 2021.
0: Yes, congratulations on finally getting out after you took over the Ivan Allen College of Liberal Arts. I'm sure. (laughs) Ew. your name is all, all over
1: right. that place we're both out now so congratulations yeah. who would have thought Never not
0: completed.
1: me <laughs> i had to take you there
0: i know you did it's okay i loved it so you did all that stuff at tech but let's take me back oh before i guess deciding which happened first you decided you wanted to come to georgia tech or you decided you wanted to study econ
1: great question Both of those things, no, actually, I I, I lie. In the process of applying for Georgia Tech is when I decided I wanted to study economics. And as you're doing like the Common App or whatever, Mm -hmm. you scroll through all of the majors. At the time of applying for Georgia Tech, I was really undecided, Mm -hmm. right? I knew I didn't really want to do computer science or like engineering focused, Mm -hmm. But I also didn't just, just want to do like a regular liberal liberal arts degree. Mm-hmm. So in scrolling through, I was like, "This looks great. This economics and international affairs major," that I didn't see in any other um, in any other like a college application. Mm-hmm. So for some of the other colleges I applied to, I applied you know for a business degree or for a purely economics degree or for a purely like public policy or international relations degree or whatever. Mm-hmm. But Um, with Georgia Tech I was like this is really interesting I'll choose to do this I like this at the time I was also taking my first economics course in high school and I was like this is fascinating so all of those went into my decision to at least apply for the economics program excuse me and then I like to tell my um my uh Georgia Tech like admission story because it's kind of funny and a little bit different Mm -hmm. because I didn't grow up in Georgia so I had no idea what colleges were around and like what kind of reputation they had and stuff Mm -hmm. so I'm just applying for everything and I get the acceptance from Georgia Tech and I I'm like oh this technical college I guess (laughs) so I offhandedly mentioned it to my econ professor who I really loved Mm -hmm. I was like yeah and Georgia Tech got back to me and they accepted me and she was like Georgia Tech I was like yeah and she was like, that's a good school. <laughs> that's a good school. I had. and I was like, is it? It just looks like on its face, it looks kind of like a technical college. So I was just like, yeah, it's fine. But she was like, no, look into it. So of course I visit the page. I do all the research. I'm like, okay, this is kind of nice. And then I go to Shadow Day, which the Ivan Island College host every year for incoming students. And I would later help run. You better plug. Full, you better, you better put on, that girl. plug in there. <laughs> full circle, if you know what I mean. But I went to Shadow Day, and I was like, this is awesome. I'd never been to Georgia Tech campus, even though it was, like, in the middle of Atlanta. Never seen it. And I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is so cool. So that's why I decided to come on over to Georgia Tech. It was awesome.
0: I'm glad you still feel that way. <laughs> anyway, so... econ is stem certified at georgia tech right so it's considered a stem uh, major now when most people think stem they don't go immediately to econ they go to one of the engineerings or uh cs something like that Mm -hmm. in your opinion in your humble opinion as someone who has a degree in economics why do you think people don't think of econ as stem and why do you
1: think it should be considered stem great question brianna Brianna thank you so much. First I'd like to start with the fact that all of the degrees that come from Georgia Tech are bachelors of science. Georgia Tech does not issue any bachelor of arts even for things that are traditionally liberal arts like their public policy major that's a bachelor of science. Their history major that's a bachelor of science you're getting. So they really really emphasize just as a school the science focus, the quantitative skill focus. So there's that. Then on top of that, economics in general is a social science, right? So you're dealing in mathematics, right? You're dealing in um, numbers and statistics and and attempting to put numbers to human actions, right? That the economy is numbers, but it's all played by humans. Right? What you decide to do with your money is not, it's not like um, cut and dry, right? Whether you save this much or you invest this much. And so we're all, as economists, attempting to put a number on your human behavior. And so in that way, it strays from the traditional science that is really, we see this, we observe this, it's provable, it's factual there's a lot more ambiguity with economics and so I think that's one of the reasons why it's not immediately pointed to as a hard science Mm -hmm. in reality you're doing all the things that hard science does but with much more ambiguous kind of behavior right right? we're not talking about gravity or force we're just we're saying Billy Bob has a 98 percent chance of saving (laughs) his money this this week or whatever you know that's a simplification but yeah, I think it's, if you are required to do math, you should get some credit. <laughs>
0: that's fair enough. That is fair enough. What do you think it is about you and your interest that drew you to econ? Because you have an experience that's kind of different than mine, because I didn't take any like hardcore engineering or computer science courses prior to college and decided, oh, hey, I like that. I just knew I like yeah. math because that's the extent of what my high school career could get me, math. But you actually took an econ (laughs) class and was like, oh, I like this. So what interests you specifically about that, that you thought you could study it for four more years?
1: Yeah, so econ was really fun because I had never seen the economy broken down in that way, Mm -hmm. right? I think for a lot of people, economics is this um, untouchable, unknown gray area that happens without our intervention, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, the economy, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like a scary thing in the background. Mm -hmm. But with my first economics course, I realized, you know, there's more to it than that. I could get a good understanding of what's happening in terms of the economy from this class and from this discipline. And also, Coming from, like, um, what do I want to say? A financially challenged background, we'll go with that, to be euphemistic. (laughs) Coming from that, it was just the first time I'd seen money in general broken down in an understandable way, right? Even just living my life, it was kind of like, I guess this has happened to me and I don't have any money (laughs) or (laughs) I'm working, you know, at the time I was doing my, like, um, know part-time work on the side like I have this money but somehow it always disappears (laughs) it always disappears and from studying economics I felt like I got a better understanding of just how that works in general and so I really wanted that a deeper understanding about how the world works about how I could work in it and be financially successful so all of those things and it's a it's a mixture of the things that I like to do. Like I can get into math. Mm-hmm. I can get into it. Especially right. I like harder math. That's okay. something youthful Ayana did not know that like <laughs> it was primarily statistics I was gonna get into. But at the time I was like, yes. It was both math and then the humanistic, the humanistic side of it, like the behavioral side of it. Like, like, are you risk averse or you know? Mm-hmm. Are you going to spend all your money? Who in the economy spends all their money? Yes. Are you investing? All kinds of stuff like, in times of um, less supply, is there more demand? All that kind of stuff, like yes. that human experimental kind of part as well, both combined to make me interested in economics as a discipline.
0: Yes, and then with your, it's economics and international affairs. Mm-hmm. Right. and then you got a minor in business culture and language yep yeah I'm doing good not
1: the right order but the right this is you you got it
0: it's the right three okay <laughs> exactly. pick your order but, <laughs> but so okay so you got econ and then you added all of those other things so what was the goal when you decided okay and I also want to have this minor and add international affairs
1: right I think it was all to supplement my own understanding Mm. of econ, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Where everyone goes wrong, and I'm about to go in.
0: (laughs) Okay.
1: The discipline of economics is primarily white and male Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: old Mm -hmm. and privileged, Mm -hmm. and I could go on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, in order to avoid that same kind of biased take on why people do what they do and the economy and the future of the economy and all that stuff, I think it's really important to broaden your perspective, everyone. <laughs> broaden your perspective. International affairs gives you some, you know, global perspective on uh, the global cultural political things that are happening that affect not only your domestic economy, but like the global economy. Mm-hmm. I love learning about other people's cultures and languages and why they do what they do. Mm-hmm. Then business, you know, how ha- gives you a um, more specific understanding of economics. Like economics, like I said, is really like wide, mm-hmm. really wide and ambiguous, mm-hmm. right? And so business kind of concentrates it all down into individual cases Mm -hmm. so that you can you can um really apply it like the your understanding of economics and then language love language I was already doing like French learning and stuff right I would love to go abroad and learn more first person you know Mm -hmm. in that way but yeah that's why the I chose those specifically to kind of supplement my own understanding of economics
0: Mm -hmm. you kind of answered this next question which was what did what did you enjoy most about studying econ so on the flip side of that what do you think was the most challenging or the least enjoyable part of studying econ or international affairs Mm -hmm. or any parts of your minor
1: okay okay yeah 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 let me get into it so i think mm -hmm, it's there's a couple things right there's the fact that uh, economics is not very diverse, right? And even Georgia Tech, I think as an institution could stand to get more diverse. March. So we're in these classes where we're talking about maybe poverty mm-hmm. and I might be the only person who has ever lived.
0: Ever experienced.
1: You know, <laughs> who has ever lived <laughs> right. or, you know, we're talking about socialism and capitalism and there are people who are like, capitalism is the only way, mm-hmm. right? I also, that's also, that's the that's second thing, right? Is that everything is really structured, mm-hmm. strict. Mm-hmm. There's a way of understanding economics. There's a way of doing economics that is very Eurocentric, maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm searching for words that is, <laughs> that's kind of Eurocentric. And so they're not teaching you to think outside of the box. Mm-hmm. That's this is something that I realized after the fact, right? Where when you start questioning the things that you have been traditionally taught in your classes, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my <laughs> economics and and economics of environment class. Mm-hmm. He was teaching a really new discipline, and some traditionalist economists don't believe in like the foundations of what environmental economics is Mm -hmm. so that is just that was one of the first inklings and that's in my fourth year of studying economics that hey they're teaching you the way things are right they're not teaching you how to break the mold or come up with something different they're saying hey yeah we have this this crisis this healthcare crisis inequality is getting worse but they're not saying here's how you solve it (laughs) they're just telling you they're just telling you that it is right so that was my first inkling and then later on I realized that you know I'm gonna get very revolutionary for a second power structures that exist right now Uh are not invested in teaching you how to dismantle them oh my gosh right so yeah that's the second thing Mm -hmm. and then the third thing is generally a Georgia Georgia Tech kind of thing which is like it's hard yeah I can't
0: tell you one thing about Georgia Tech that's not hard even finding something to eat
1: it's hard <laughs> it's hard just the environment and like i i've told brianna several times that i think they purposefully you know make it hard just to see if you can handle the heat do luckily you... we could yeah good but do
0: you feel prepare now like you're uh hunting to find the job of your choice right oh, god do you boogie yeah. do you feel <laughs> as though
1: you'd be prepared though for the job of my choice yeah undoubtedly okay. that's the thing i need i need employers to know right mm-hmm. is that i might not know but right now uh-huh. but i'll make I, i'll know it um, yes hold on yeah i could do i could do i could learn i could finesse anything that's also a key skill yes they don't you tell you about that.
0: that helped you with that
1: yeah, Georgia Tech taught me how to finesse. Anyway, <laughs> Any I could way. learn. Anything. I'm adaptable. It was always a fast-paced environment at Georgia Tech. There was never like a slow day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You were always doing something. So <laughs> that kind of thing, quick on your feet, all these things that they don't put on paper that they want you to have, but they really do like or that are you essential want you to have it or you'll develop it <laughs> right so i i don't doubt it yeah i don't yeah. doubt it
0: so you just listed off some i don't know if we would call them soft skills but some mm. characteristics that a georgia tech student should have okay yes. as a georgia tech student that study econ what are some skills that you think you've gained and then i'll save the next part of my question
1: Oh, okay. Let's get into it.
0: Mm-hmm. Or some of your favorite skills, because I'm pretty sure out of four years, you've gained a lot of skills.
1: <laughs> One of the first skills that I gained mm-hmm. there are organizational skills. Mm-hmm. Absolutely essential. I hadn't ever planned so hard in my life before I got to Georgia Tech. It's essential. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's something you either have or you develop. Because if you don't, then you're gonna you're going to fail. So... Yeah, that's a must-have. Self-discipline too. Um, There's no one, after a certain um, amount of time, there's not going to be anyone who's like breathing down your neck, like you've got to get this done. Mm -hmm. It's got to be you breathing down your own neck. (laughs) So that's an essential skill. Also, this, I've done my fair share of complaining about this, Mm -hmm. but teamwork and collaboration Mm -hmm. they are heavy on that Mm -hmm. they're heavy on it Ooh, and I would be angry okay (laughs) angry what do you mean four group projects in this semester I can't take it I hate every one of my peers and if you just I could do it by myself (laughs) but it's an essential skill Mm-hmm. It is because even if you're not working in teams at your neck at your job or in your career, you are collaborating with others regardless. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people are like bad people. It's horrible. It's a horrible thought to have, but sometimes it's really difficult to work mm-hmm. with others. Sometimes it's difficult to work with yourself. So okay. So, so you all to fix my life? Come on, come on. <laughs> come on. You know, we've all had those days where where we're like, I'm not budging. (laughs) I'm gonna be that person in the meeting who is gonna throw a wrench in these these plans. I said it, now I gotta stand on it. That's it. (laughs) This is the best idea that I've ever had. And so if you don't go with it, I'm gonna burn this to the ground. There are no ideas, (laughs) it's not my idea. (laughs) We've all had those times. So teamwork and collaboration, definite a must-have and one that I really developed not only in like classes but in those um extracurriculars I was doing as well
0: that's cool any do you have any like I guess econ specific skills that you
1: Mm, let me think let me think
0: favorite like because I've seen you when we're like having a conversation and you pull up an article and you're like look at this graph and then you'll tell me everything that's wrong with it and why is mm. why it's <laughs> invalid and all yes. this kind of stuff. I thought it was kind pretty cool. has made
1: me way judgmental now just <laughs> <laughs> um yes I think I developed a, a love for editing. Okay. And this is this is not necessarily econ this is international more international affairs mm-hmm. like editing papers, written stuff, all that. Econ has also made me search for the objectivity in different pieces of like media and propaganda. Mm -hmm. Yeah, economists love to think and really pride themselves, really pride themselves on being objective. Mm -hmm. And so that is a skill that I learned because I'm a very emotional person. Mm -hmm. And so, and so don't let me get up with (laughs) <laughs> of of somebody being wronged or you know something yeah. like that, um, so it's it's taught me to be more objective in terms of like situations, mm-hmm. judging articles, propaganda, judging um, like who is writing this piece, you know, right. who benefits from you reading this and thinking and agreeing with the statements made here. So I think that's also a good thing to have, a BS detector. Yes, that
0: is that is a good a good thing to have. If you could pick a skill from any other major, what skill would it be? Well,
1: well, oh, like a hard skill or like a soft skill?
0: Any kind of skill you want from any major. It could be, you know, electrical, LMC major, uh, mechanical, whatever you want.
1: Something that I really admire in, um, Engineers and uh, 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 computer scientists is their problem-solving ability, mm-hmm. right? I would love to be able to download a couple of programs just to the just to know
0: mm-hmm. that would be
1: great. But more than that, I like I like knowing that stuff to then apply it, mm-hmm. you know, in a solution, right? So that kind of like you know the ability to set, see all these parts. You've learned about all of these different circuits, and, circuits, and doohickeys already,
0: mm-hmm. and then you
1: think to yourself, which circuit would be work <laughs> would work here? I like that kind of problem solving ability as well.
0: That's I would cool. choose that one. We have learned about a lot of doohickeys and yeah doohickeys parts. <laughs> if you could, I guess, would you? And then, if you would, which major would you switch to? Would you could switch to any major.
1: If I could switch to any major, oh! if I could switch to any major, it wouldn't be business. Okay. I got to start with what I wouldn't do. OK. It wouldn't be like biology or anything, because I don't like the health sciences, mm-hmm. and I, I'm squeamish around blood. It wouldn't be physics because too much um maybe aerospace engineering
0: Ooh, okay
1: I do that or um because I want to know like the secrets of the world Mm -hmm. that's like aerospace (laughs) (laughs) okay um I if I was being like practical I would do computer science like if I if I ever went back to school there'd definitely be some element of of like information technology or computer science within my degree like we got this i think that we got this um this like uh what's it called this in security intelligence mm-hmm. um thing degree
0: master's degree master's yeah. degree uh-huh okay
1: so it would it would have to be you know a combination of the things that i like but also like maybe data science and stuff like that cuz i think that's just pra- it's like practical skill to have yeah yeah
0: that's cool yeah. i agree with that even though we <laughs> did some computer science stuff yeah, and i was like blah but
1: <laughs> Black. i
0: think programming is just a skill that you know everybody should have some experience with because it's just all over the
1: place yeah definitely but
0: let's say that you're in a room with a bunch of economists and uh people who have similar majors as you right Okay. What do you think is unique about your perspective having gone to Georgia Tech?
1: Oh, great question. I think usually economics is taught very much like a social science. Mm-hmm. But because of Georgia Tech and their emphasis on the hard science mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I think um, I've got a good understanding of innovation. Mm-hmm, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, the ways economics could potentially be uh, moved forward as a discipline. Mm-hmm. So that kind of progressive thought, I don't think, um, is necessarily intertwined with other economists' right. education. Also, just on, um, just on the strength of being who I am, right. <laughs> and uh, there's like social interactions that I make sure to have. Mm-hmm. Well, um my college experience the different creative outlets I had the different um you know school responsibilities that I gave myself
0: right
1: I think has also helped to round out round out the education that I got
0: right
1: That's soften true. the edges a bit mm-hmm yeah.
0: They do tell you to get involved with things other than going to class. so And you must. And you you have to. You're going to. You're going to find something that's like, oh, I like this. And it doesn't stress me out as much as going to sit in class Yeah, and take this test. So, <laughs> so let's, let's talk a little bit about projects because I projects. know as, as an engineering student, we have, when someone says project, we know that we're going to spend a lot of time in the lab. We know we're going to spend a lot of time designing or building something. So as an econ major, When you guys are given a project, what is kind of the scope of a project? Or can you give me an example of your favorite project?
1: Mm. Yeah. I'm thinking, hold on. Let me me think. Thank you, Dad. Well, economics is not very project focused, actually. Okay. Almost. I'm thinking most of my projects were from my, the international affairs section of mm-hmm. my um,
0: degree
1: education. Okay, I, one one yeah 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 I was searching for it, but <laughs> one that I remember is I think for econometrics mm-hmm. we had to find some data of our own to do like linear regressions on and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think, but even that I can barely remember.
0: All right. So would you say it's more like, when they're checking your knowledge, it's more tests? Yeah. Papers or like- test
1: quizzes. Uh, a lot of uh, my classes were structured, like you have a quiz each week. Mm, okay, that's disgusting. A lot of them were um, a quiz each week and you're just like building on your already, you know, learned knowledge throughout the course of the class. Right. Um, some had like a team like discussions. So they would like pair you up and you've done the week's reading and everything like that. And then you get together and discuss and answer questions as a team. Um, but yeah, primarily it's like tests and quizzes and then your final exam, make sure you know everything (laughs) at the end. Um, I look, a lot of, some of them were also, you know, discussion-based, like I said. So you, you'd come into class and it, if you could contribute to the discussion mm-hmm. about the topic, then you were good. But if you couldn't, then you gotta, you gotta take another look yeah. kind of thing. So yeah, not a lot of projects. But in the international affairs section of it, mm-hmm. a lot of projects, a lot of group projects, a lot of presentations. And then for my capstone, for my capstone, it was a research kind of project, um, and you're like creating your thesis and argument, and it was like, yeah. oh, you gotta prove that this this exists or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you remember my capstone? I don't I'm remember that person. It. No, I can remember it. I, I can remember it. It. Uh, it was about the climate, <laughs> <laughs> about the climate, and people doing CO two pricing, mm-hmm. and I, wow. I um, countries that. Price their carbon why they choose the system that they do mm, yes my results were relatively inconclusive but it was fun yeah <laughs>
0: that's cool that's cool uh let's talk about study abroad a bit because oh, yes. i heard that you know that's always a good time uh <laughs> do not look at me like that yeah <laughs> You had a good time for the most part, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, what was it like taking classes over across the seas? It was really more classes, or was it more? Let's take this train to um, right
1: France. It was really fun. I was thinking just the other day how I missed being abroad, not studying abroad, but being abroad. Right. (laughs) And of course, I would encourage anybody if you have the opportunity to go and study abroad. Mm-hmm. If the stars align. And that's how they that, that's how it went for me. Because for the most for most of the semester before I studied abroad, I was not sure that I was gonna study abroad. I know. And then a couple months out, I was like, Rihanna, you're gonna have to, I don't know what we're gonna do. <laughs> but I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm leaving you. I'm leaving. <laughs> I love Rihanna. I
0: love
1: her. Oh. oh, but um I went abroad and I studied in France at Georgia Tech Lorraine which is Georgia Tech satellite campus in Lorraine, France. And with my program, my classes were taught in English except for my French language classes, which were taught in French. And uh, basically it's Georgia Tech professors just in France. Yeah. Which is fun. You could also do like an exchange or something like that where you would be interacting with different schools. Um, But I think the satellite campus is the easiest and especially for your first time, I'd never been abroad. I'd never even been on a plane before. Going abroad, we're living, okay? So yes, jet setter. I went abroad for the whole spring semester. And yeah, I took about four classes. It's important to pad your GPA when you're abroad, especially if you're doing it somewhat easily, like the people at Georgia Tech Lorraine were very aware that we were all abroad. So we had like four day weeks, three day weekends. Our spring break was like 10 days. Wow. And yeah, yeah, they were very like accommodating in that way. Um, so I, I felt that it was really easy to pad my GPA and just get all A's and get that 4.0 semester. Hey, come on. Listen,
0: Very important.
1: Very important. <laughs> so yeah, and it's kind of like college, times two hmm. I don't know like when you go to college you're like I'm on my own yeah I'm trying so hard <laughs> take care of myself feed myself yeah. but when you're studying abroad it's like that another time like now I'm even displaced from college which I've gotten to know a little bit and I'm completely on my own really feeding myself because there wasn't like um, a dining hall and abroad or anything like that. So I'm re- really going to the grocery store every week to make sure I, I'm fed. Yeah. Um, I'm planning all my trips myself, budgeting my money myself. So there's a lot of room for like growth and right. personal growth and stuff like that. And then the traveling is out of this world. Gain some perspective, ladies and gentlemen. I think once you leave your home country, you start realizing maybe it's not that great. Maybe you start deprogramming, reconsidering some of the popularly held beliefs about your home country. Okay. And you're like, this train runs beautifully. (laughs) This city's public transport is timely and effective and clean. Oh, wow. What is (laughs) that? So... It was really fun to study abroad.
0: That's good. I'm glad you had a good time. I already knew you had a good time. Anyway, (laughs) so prior to being a student at Georgia Tech and studying econ and international affairs and all the other many things that you studied, did you have any expectations of what that would be like and what being a student at Georgia Tech would be like? And then when you were actually a student, did you realize that you had any misconceptions about your major?
1: choice or being a student here or there? Great question, Brianna. Hold on. Great question, Brianna. <laughs> um, I did not have that many ex- expectations about college. I think because I hadn't seen like a lot of it portrayed in the media and my mom had never, well, she had gone to college, but she didn't stay in college and stuff like that. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I didn't have any preconceived notions about what it was gonna be like. I did, however, experience some doubts about my major,
0: mm-hmm. especially
1: in that first year.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, everyone else at Georgia Tech, it's, it seemed like everyone else at Georgia Tech was doing an engineering mm-hmm. degree or a computer science degree. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> did you not get the memo? Like, <laughs> um, but also in that first year, I was really enjoying my classes. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of reassured me, and I got exposed to a couple different alumni mm-hmm. across across the college, who was like, okay, they're fine. Right. <laughs> my worry wasn't was never that I wasn't going to enjoy my economics degree. It was more mm-hmm. like, is this practical? Am I going to be able to live a good life after?
0: How do you feel about that now?
1: I think it's still possible for me to live a good life. Mm-hmm. I also think. Uh, you know things that you don't realize are propaganda until the end of it it's you know it's advertised as being really easy Mm -hmm. the transition but you don't know what you don't know until you don't you realize you don't know it and it's (laughs) there there's a different reality for you based on based on your demographic kind of thing, like the things that um, a lot of Georgia Tech people are exposed to about careers and about, um, you know, what to do after college, Mm -hmm. the real purpose of your college education, Mm -hmm. a lot of that, you just have to know, or you have to have been taught, and you don't realize you haven't been taught until after the fact, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I, I, I only doubted my major in the first year and because I didn't really have any preconceived notion of Mm -hmm. of college I was always thinking about it in in comparison to like high school Mm -hmm. and so I was always like this I think this is fine right like it sucks because it sucks also I guess I guess college just sucks (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it does sometimes it's okay
0: it just depends on the day day of the week week of the month you
1: know the whole thing (laughs) it's so funny because yeah. After you leave, you're like, you don't have PTSD from going to college? <laughs> like, no, college is fine. College is fun.
0: <laughs> um, I actually want to ask you about something that is not on this card, but yeah. uh, I kind of heard you talk about before. And as I guess as an incoming student, someone that wanted to be a part of the Ivan Allen College, they might want to know a little bit about this, but you had mentioned before how you feel like Georgia Tech uh, maybe allocates its resources more heavily towards the engineering and the computer sciences. Mm. So how do you think, if at all, that affected your experience as a student in that college? And do you think that um, there is anything else that compensated for maybe areas that you feel like Georgia Tech didn't pay enough attention to? You guys specifically.
1: What a great question. And I'm gonna pick up my mic for this one. That is a great question. First, let me explain what I mean by diverted resources, right? Georgia Tech is, I don't even, I don't have the numbers. Hold on, there's an airplane.
0: Okay, take your
1: time. Yeah, very insightful question. So what I mean by that is that you can tell like financially, career-wise, there are structures in place to help um, engineers and computer scientists get their job after um, graduating. Uh, there's academic resources specifically tailored to them in their first couple of courses, like their first semesters of courses. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think about like tutoring and academic help and academic planning, um, and of course, a lot of that can be explained by the fact that numbers-wise, they dominate. You yeah. know, Georgia Tech's uh, admissions, right? Fair, fair. Fine, fine. Now, when you think about the Ivan Island College of Liberal Arts, there are a lot less um, academic resources specifically tailored to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you think about career, career wise and career resources, that too has almost all been internalized by the college, the Ivan Island College of Liberal Arts itself, and mm-hmm. not necessarily. Georgia Tech right what? so I did notice a disparity and I think in, during my time at Georgia Tech there wasn't a career advisor for Avalon College of Liberal Arts mm-hmm. we have to go to the general one you know there mm-hmm. is GT1000 but careers are only a small portion of that and then also that's in your first year what? so you're not gonna like <laughs> just um retain all of that information Right. later on after a couple years of campaigning and everything like that um we did get a career advisor mm-hmm. <laughs> um and I think employment outcomes are going to go up based on you know investment of resources to the Ivanon College of Liberal Arts right. something that I think not necessarily made up for it but like at the same time, engineers had numbers and resources. We were a really small college, and we had each other, right? So it's very internal. Mm-hmm. Um, there's tons of student organizations within the Ivan Allen College of Liberal Arts. Um, I, you know, you 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 like to joke around that I was the president of the IAC, but that was only possible, and I was only able to know as many people as I did know because we're a small college and we like to keep close and we like to socialize with each other, hang out with each other, share experiences with each other. So that kind of helped to offset uh, the effect of not having an official career advisor because alumni would come back and be like, this is what I did. (laughs) This is what I did. This is what you can do. I've got this connection here. Our alumni events were really big. Seniors would mentor um, incoming students and stuff like that. We had several mentorship programs going while I was there so Mm -hmm. though it's it's kind of a give and take you have more numbers but there's probably a lack of personal personalization and we have less numbers and there's like a lack of resources but also we use our each other as resources
0: Uh, I think you guys did good you guys had a lot of events and also even though your school was small you still invited like all the other people because I was at those events, maybe just because I knew you, but there were other people there that was yeah. like I was in engineering classes with. So you guys were small, but you didn't, and you might have felt excluded, but you didn't exclude other people.
1: Right. We, this is a fun stat, a nice stat. Um, yeah. <laughs> a nice stat is that even though we were a small portion of the college, we took up like 80, 90% of leadership positions throughout Georgia Tech. So in these different student organizations, they were primarily started and ran by Uh, Ivan Allen College students, the SGA dominated by, by Ivan Allen College students. I think uh, the SGA president and vice MVP have um, either both been IAC or one or the other has been IAC for a long time now, so.
0: with you guys running the place. (laughs) Two questions left. These are kind of fun questions. Oh, fun. This question is, with your knowledge, as a a Georgia Tech graduate that studied econ, international affairs, all the things. Is there any character that you think you can replace in a fictional world in which this world does not fall apart?
1: (laughs) I don't even know, dude. You don't Would Would I be imbued with the same powers that they had?
0: Yeah, you were you play. Yeah, I'll let you have it. So
1: okay,
0: like if I replaced uh, you know, who I'm gonna replace. Who are you gonna replace? Honey who Honey Stalk? Oh my god, but I actually don't even think I could replace him with the knowledge I have. I probably could replace somebody like Jimmy from Jimmy Neutron or okay, or uh, Dexter from Dexter's laboratory.
1: Laboratory, yeah. okay.
0: Or or somebody who you just would want to replace because you think with your skill set you could do a better job than they do. Better? Yeah.
1: Oh, God. You know, I want to give Katara the benefit of the doubt. She was very young. Uh-huh. Right? She was very <laughs> young. Uh-huh. So there's that. But I think I would have had him whipped into shape in a week and we would have taken out the Fire Lord immediately. No That's big deal. fair. Or, I, or just, I'm just ang. Uh-huh. You would just be just some murking people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. So you don't think it would have took
1: you all summer to master the four elements? Oh, <laughs> undoubtedly. It took you what three weeks? Exactly. Max. Exactly. I'd just be in a meditative state for the full three weeks. Completely kill my ego, right? Experience an ego death. And become wildly powerful take him out right Uh i would still like to meet the turtle that teaches him how to like take away his bending yeah okay so i take away his bending Uh then then after that i could restore my ego Mm -hmm. and have and live a happily ever after with katara wow okay that is has nothing
0: to do with your your studying but i mean that's oh
1: hold on let me hold on okay no let me think (laughs) let me think let me think let me think it had to be like a political show right no i'm
0: thinking of somebody in my head that you could replace right now but you probably you wouldn't know the show but i'm thinking you could probably do a better job
1: well maybe like olivia pope from scandal i would never let (laughs) (laughs) okay and then hold on Yeah, yeah yeah fictional fictional i don't you know i don't be watching tv that way i know (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i don't know
0: it's okay ah. uh, but i'm gonna say that i'm watching this show i told you i was watching 911, Lone star I'm gonna- mm-hmm. but what one, one of my firehouse the one two six the one two six got closed down because the budget now it's like oh, i'm just thinking like if boogie was here she could go through this and tell everybody how they stupid and how we can save the one two six and how there is enough money in this budget for us to get the 126 back. Yep. Anyway. Oh, okay. Let's yeah. say that you are uh you are the founder of this utopian society. How would you implement a structure <laughs> to keep everyone from running the muck? Very broad question. Right. But you know all the things.
1: I've been I've been talking about this. We'll have to cover this later. Mm-hmm. But I've been discussing this because <clears throat> just just because. Mm-hmm. And um First of all, I think I would go for socialism.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Individuals collectively own firms,
0: mm-hmm.
1: companies, yada, yada. Yeah. Right? And it's important to do the thought work. Right, okay. You know what I'm because <laughs> when socialism and, co- and communism were first being thought of, mm-hmm. we're thinking factories, we're thinking people are going into these these um factories and doing hard labor, right
0: mm-hmm.
1: but today's today's economy is much different yes. so I would have to brainstorm more and and trust me, I'm on it uh-huh. but how to like these big corporations mm-hmm. Google how to make Google owned by the collective mm-hmm. you understand mm-hmm. <laughs> You, are, you so so <laughs> yeah so in my utopia mm-hmm. socialism would be the way mm-hmm. be a dem- democratic mm-hmm. socialist utopia
0: mm-hmm.
1: housing for all okay. housing is a human right Okay. now we are a consumer society we do like to consume now i don't think there's anything wrong with that mm-hmm. like you should be able to have tasty coffee if you want you know every morning so the goal of my utopian society would be able would we would maintain a level mm-hmm. of consumerism alongside this socialist democratic kind of thing. I'd also establish non-negotiable human rights.
0: Okay.
1: Rights to autonomy over your own body. Right. I'd also reform reform the criminal justice system right. and so that it was rehabilitatory
0: mm-hmm.
1: instead of punitive. Mm-hmm. I honor for president. <laughs> okay. Got my vote. Healthcare for all, housing yep. for all. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd attempt to lessen economic inequality by taxing the rich. Okay. Because inequality, in and of itself, is not a negative thing. Mm-hmm. But what we're experiencing today, in today's world, is astronomical inequality. Right. unethical inequality and so I would I would right that is that inequality that is a good so yeah it would be lit I think I think and I would get rid of like the the idea of race mm-hmm. okay I don't know how it, it would have to do with some indoctrination I think
0: okay. because
1: I don't know how to deprogram a civilization that has been indoctrinated into thinking like intrinsically, there's something different about you because of your race, you know? Mm-hmm. How does one deprogram that? Is it with alternate programming? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Do I just re-brainwash them?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Some people are hold 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 dearly to these concepts. So I wouldn't want to just like put them in the gulag and be like, there's no war in Bossing say, <laughs> if you get that reference. But <laughs> i would have to figure that out but that's that's my that's my version of utopia
0: okay hey, that's cool Ashley got one more question <laughs> uh, we might have to edit this it depends uh do you have a dream maybe not even just a dream job but a dream something that you hope you can accomplish with your degree
1: yes i do have a dream i have a dream I wanna start over. Yes, I do have a great question. Even in pursuing my economics degree, the ultimate goal was to, and is to provide myself and my family with a good standard of living. That is my primary goal. I am a person who, I don't think um, my job necessarily has to reflect like my passions or my hobbies, you know? So there's that, but also after, graduating and living in the world and stuff like that, I do feel compelled to attempt to reform our society as it is today. Mm -hmm. I do feel compelled in that way. And so I don't necessarily think that that will align with my career, but I do think my education has given me some of the uh, strategic thinking necessary, some of the background knowledge necessary to enact um, real you know real change Mm -hmm. you know so that is my goal right now my goal right now of course is to be employed and then be able to like live right because I don't think that you can give yourself to any kind of like meaningful change when your your base needs aren't taken care of Mm -hmm. so that is the first goal but then after that I really want to start some of this the thought work necessary to think beyond our system right now that I don't think is working well
0: Mm
1: -hmm. uh, and that I feel a lot of people are complacent about to start doing that work that says like let's imagine further let's imagine differently Mm -hmm. what could we change about the way that we are right now so that people aren't you know experiencing poverty and homelessness at these accelerated rates. Right. Hold on, I don't want you to see my bed. Experiencing poverty and homelessness at the, at these accelerated rates. Right. So that is my like human humanistic kind of goal. Like mm-hmm. what, um, you know, I think, a, I think a lot of the messaging is you you'll find a job and you'll be passionate about that job mm-hmm. and you'll give your all to that job. And I have done a, a, I've done a separation of those two concepts. I'm going to have my job and that'll keep me being able to be passionate about making real live change in the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I think that's an interesting viewpoint. Yeah, dude. Okay. How would you sum up your experience at Georgia Tech?
1: I would sum up my experience at Georgia Tech as a net positive. It's a close one. (laughs) it's mm, on another day on another in, in another year or so you might you might find me saying something different
0: mm-hmm.
1: but for right now it's a net positive and i say that because i did learn
0: mm-hmm.
1: i did learn a ton of things absorb a ton of ton of knowledge meet a ton of great people mm-hmm. sometimes it wasn't awesome just in terms of like the experience mm-hmm. but there i think there was And there is value there. Mm -hmm. And the reason I think a lot of people are disillusioned with college, you know, and the college scam feeling resounds Uh is because they advertise it as something that it's not. It's still a value, but it's not a value the way that they might make you believe, Mm -hmm. right? They're not gonna give you the key to the kingdom at college, but they're gonna give you some tools that are really important. So I would sum up my... Georgia Tech experience as like a roller coaster of positives and negatives and we left off at a very good, good, a good point mm-hmm. and I got off the ride and I said that wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
0: In 30 seconds or less what would you say to an incoming student that was on the fence about studying economics and international affairs? About
1: studying economics
0: and international affairs.
1: Okay I would tell them First of all, you can change it anytime. Second of all, you know, I would say this degree gives you important perspective uh, that I think you lack coming out of high school. Real world pr- perspective, it talks to you about real world experiences, even if you haven't lived them yourselves. Um, and it's invaluable if you want to go on and, um, create change and uh, improve people's standard of living to know what their standard of living is right now, right? And also to have a good idea of the history behind it. You know, there's the popular saying, if you don't know your history, it repeats itself or something like that, right? So this degree has done a great job of giving me the history and then the knowledge about the systems that are already in place. And in knowing those systems and knowing how things are right now, you can then think outside the box yourself to think about how to better uh, the standard of living in the future. So yeah, if you like a challenge, if you like adventure, if you like to think about progress and stuff like that, then this is the degree for you.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much for taking the time to spend with me today. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it.